0: Welcome back to another episode of Abundant Life Podcast. I'm Jay Danell, and as always, I'm here with my boy, Leo
1: Lopez. Welcome back, Lifers. Boy, do we have a great show for you today. We hope you're ready. Let's go. Lifers,
0: Lifers, welcome back. Welcome back. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. What's up,
1: Leo? What's up? What's up, my man? How you Good feeling, Good to be man? here again in the studios. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice to see you, brother. Always, always. Especially all you lifers. Thank you again for tuning in. We always appreciate you. And again, keep hitting us up. Um, all Ministries 2, the number 2 um, at gmail.com. Um, with any suggestions, again, anything you want, we are here. Prayers, let's go. Keep them coming.
0: We got you covered as always. Got you covered as always. Got a lot of big things happening. We appreciate it. Uh, a lot of it, we couldn't do it out to support. And some things happen on the back end that's going to help us to expand and to continue to put out content. So we do appreciate the support. Again, hit the bell, notification bell, subscribe. Uh, whether you're on Spotify, iTunes, etc., whatever platform, we do have people listening in different states. So we do appreciate uh, everybody that is tuning in and supporting us here. But we wanted to get into a podcast, another episode today. Today we're going to uh, talk about your excuse. Yeah, your excuses mm, that you have. What's... Your excuse. What is your excuse on why you can't live the abundant life? And you understand the four keys. We've talked about it. What are the four keys? Faith, family, health, and wealth. We want to make sure we cover those four keys. These are the four keys to living an abundant life. So again, faith, family, health, and wealth. Hey, remember this.
1: Unlocking.
0: Unlocking the four keys. My man. Yes, sir. Make sure you are unlocking those four keys. Faith, family, health, and wealth. And being able to achieve the abundant life. And we want to talk about. Some excuses people have that they feel prevents them from living the abundant life. That's um, something that we have uh, you know talked about with other people. We want to talk about it with you today. So uh, again, you can email us all 2 two at gmail.com with your excuses on why yes, Come on. <laughs> you can't live the abundant life, and we'll respond on why you can.:
1: Yes, you uh, can.
0: You are an overachiever. Right, you're not an underachiever. You're an overachiever, and you can achieve
1: anything you put your hands to. And we're speaking that into your life right now. Yes, we are. You can achieve it, Accept and you it. will receive it. Yes, um, even here, I'll give you a little prime example with myself here. Um, my mother used to have tell me like, "Hey, get a job at a good factory." Like, I mean, that was like a, "Hey, add a boy, um, <laughs> <laughs> mom." I know that that's all she knew, but. Um, you gotta you gotta achieve higher than that, right? So for your mindset, it's like no, I can do it, I can accomplish it. But I'll tell you this, I'll be transparent. For a long time, I believed that though, because mm. that's what my mom was telling me to do, right? So yeah. it was like she put a cap, she kind of capped me at a factory job.
0: You know, it's crazy because if you in kindergarten. We all went through it when in kindergarten mm-hmm. they asked you, what do you want to be when you grow up? A
1: factory worker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: no. I don't think anybody anybody ever put down like a factory worker, grocery store clerk, anything like that. It's always like the big tremendous football player, movie star, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I know I put down football player at the time and I wrote a big football guy like I was gonna do that. Mm. But we wanna go in order. So we're gonna we're gonna start off with faith. So we understand the unlocking the four keys to faith, family, health, and wealth. We we'll start off with faith. What is preventing you from being able to live the abundant life through faith? And we're going to go through all four of these categories today. So bear with us uh, before we let you go today. But let's talk about your excuse with faith. Now we do understand if you understand, Leo and I, uh, we're Christ followers, so that's our faith in Christ, and that's who we believe—Jesus uh, Christ, Lord and Savior. King, we believe King, in the Trinity. Lord the Lords. That's right. That's. I mean, that's what we. You know, that's what we believe in. Um, you know that's that's what our households believe, and that's how we live our lives. So again, we're not here to pressure you tell you have to believe like we do. If you don't, again, you can email me at ministries 2 at gmail dot com and have that conversation. But um, faith, why can't you have faith? Why can't you have faith? What is preventing you? What is what is stopping you from being able to believe and being able to have a relationship with God? Being able to you know achieve faith.
1: And and as Jesse's asking these questions, reflect on your life. Really ask yourself those questions. If you are struggling with that, why can't I have the faith? Is it because of what I've seen? Is it because I've seen people who said they were Christ followers, but yet they're living in the world? Is it because other people's lifestyle? Why is it?
0: So let's go over some of the excuses, right? So Leo just hit on one. Right. One of them we do hear a lot is well, I look at other people's lives and they're not living it, so it can't be real. That's an excuse. You know, we should have, and we always have sound effects. We should we should have had a button, yeah. you know, like an or something. Yeah. That's an excuse. Mm-hmm. That's right. We're not going to bug you guys today with that. But that's an excuse. Why can't it? Or, here's one, well, there's nothing but hypocrites in the church. Well, where should the hypocrites be? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let me try that again. Because church is supposed to be a place for people who need help to go. It's like saying well, there's nothing but sick people in the hospital. Oh. Mm. So where should hypocrites be if that is your excuse? I would presume they should be in the church because they need to continue to grow and learn in Christ so that they don't have to be a hypocrite. Okay. So, you know, but that's another excuse right, of why you can't achieve faith or build a relationship with God or go to church, um, or, you know, wherever you actually praise. And again, I believe in you going to church, little Christian church, but wherever, you know, you, 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 you commune it. What is your excuse?
1: Or is it that you're looking for a church home and you just don't know where to start, where to start, but you
0: got to start somewhere.
1: Any suggestions, uh, Jesse?
0: Yeah, you can come always come. You can come fellowship with us at 316 North Austin Boulevard. You know, and that's in Oak Park, Illinois, Christian Christensen. I'll be there. I'll be there. We'd love to see you there. So, I mean, that's like what excuse, and you have to ask yourself, right? We're going through some excuses that we may hear, that's but correct. you got to ask yourself within your head, okay, so if faith is one of the four keys that allows me to live the abundant life. What is preventing me? What is my excuse on why I can't build a relationship? Why I can't have faith in God? Why I can't make sure I I follow the leader. Why I follow the creator? The creator. Why, you know, what is preventing me from building my spiritual life? So, that's one that's one aspect. So, faith, what is your excuse for that? Take those excuses. Throw them in the garbage because there is no excuse. You control you. You're responsible for you. You have to answer for you, not somebody else. Don't look at somebody else's imperfection. Don't look at somebody else to drag you and pull you to church. You're responsible for you. Remember that. So let's knock that excuse out the box. Any other excuses you may have on that?
1: Uh, Well, here, I was going to say this. If you have questions on that, right, if you have questions, again, Hit us up on trees two number two at Gmail. Right? We're we're here to help any way we can. Any way we can. And this is not a we're picking on anyone's show. This is just we're being raw with it and some of the stuff that we've seen. Yeah. Right? Um, for excuses. Or here, I don't have time. I'm busy. Life. Mm-hmm. Right? These are all excuses that people make not just for, for faith, but a little bit of everything. I don't have time.
0: I don't think I've ran into any good excuses yet on why somebody should not be able to control themselves and build their spiritual life. Now the only excuse that I've ran into, it's not a valid one, but it's an excuse that is hard to argue with. And I don't choose to argue with anybody pertaining to it is they just don't want to. Well, God doesn't go against your free will. So who am I to do so? You have a free will, mm-hmm. right? But that's not an excuse. That's just your determination, your actions, right? That's you determined not to do it. So, that's another story for another day. So that is faith. Again, any excuses you have that you think are relevant, send them over. We're more than happy to go over those with you, have a conversation with you, uh, or even address those. But faith, you have to be able to build a solid foundation in faith. You need a foundation, and that's why we talk about it. That's why faith, if you listen to one of the first, the, the first podcast, that's why faith is important to building and leading and having an abundant life because you have to have a foundation. You do, and you have to have a relationship with God. Your creator. There is one you can have. You have to build it. He's longing to have a relationship with you. You should want to have a relationship with him. Okay? So if you want to have an, an abundant life here and afterlife, <laughs> yes, most importantly after life. <laughs> Eternity. You want to make sure that you build a relationship with God. And you know, the way to get started is at least find yourself a good church home uh, and surround yourself with People who are like-minded who can help build your faith in God. Okay, and the Bible says faith comes comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. But you won't build it and grow it or get it by not reading and learning the Word of God. Okay, hearing and hearing. So let's go into the next one. So the next one, if you already know, you know what the four keys are to abundant life, and we want to help you to unlock those four keys. Okay, it's going to be family. So come let's on. talk about family. Leo, what are some excuses that people have that they feel prevents them from having a good solid family, uh, being a good you know, father and or a wa- um, mother in the household and or child in that household? What is preventing families from having a solid family or being a good family in today's
1: society? Oh, man, come on. There's plenty. So here, let's go with again. I'm always at work time, right? Time. I don't have a lot of people. I'm, I'm tired when I get home. right, men, let's say, for example, um, and I I used to be guilty of it. I was like, hey, I worked a lot. I'm tired. I deserve my time. And what happens my time? Selfish, because now I'm not giving, I'm not pouring into my wife, not pouring into my family. I would say that that's a tremendous one right there is is actually applying yourself. Right here. Anyone can be anyone can make kids. Anyone can, you know, but to be a true man, a true father, a true provider and also a protector of your home front. I got another one. Come on.
0: This is going to be powerful. Well, my dad wasn't at home. I don't know who my dad is. So it's hard for me to be a dad. It's hard for me to be a father. I never had a good father. I, you know, or I came from a single family household. I don't know how to be a good father. Right. So family history, you know, that's some excuses I, that I hear. And although it's, understand, and it's understandable, like I get it, I'm not saying it's easy, but that does not prevent you from being a good dad. It doesn't prevent you from being a good mom. Mm-hmm. It doesn't prevent you from being a good kid. Whatever role you play in that household, again, you are responsible for you. So having these, you know, uh, the way you get around it is you first, you have to what I call bulletin board the problem. And what that means is, okay, so now that's the problem. What is the problem? I didn't have a good upbringing. I, I was missing a parent of the household. No one taught me whatever it may be. Maybe it's a cultural thing. You know, I, I grew up in a drug house. I didn't have my mom and dad. Okay, that's the bulletin board problem. You bulletin board it. Now that it's up there, now we have to find out a way to get around it. Not use it as an excuse, but use it as a motivator. Yes. So because I didn't have that, how do I achieve it? Just because my parents weren't able to achieve the abundant life don't mean I can't achieve it. Amen. Just because I didn't grow up in a household where I saw people achieving abundant life don't mean I can't achieve Uh it. Just because my family didn't go to college don't mean I can't go. go. We can go all down the line, but what's that got to do with you? So how do you get around it? It's on the bulletin board, and now you start to say, okay, now how do I? There's so many great um, uh, role models today. Don't look at one bad role model and think you can't make it. How about changing your mindset? Look at the glass half full instead of empty. So you, there are a lot of great role models. There are a lot of great fathers out there who, have, who are great fathers and moms who have great families, even though they didn't come from a great family. So you can't use that excuse. You can't use that excuse. What you have to do is, again, separate from being around those people and put yourself around people who are. The biggest mistake you can make Is first not believing in yourself and then second putting yourself around people who are doing the things you do not want to do. You're not going to break a cycle being around the same people that are doing that are, you know, in the cycle that you don't want to be in. You have to surround yourself with positive influence. Now, how do I do that? I grew up in an area where I don't see any positive influence. I grew up in that. I, I understand that. So your mom, your auntie, your uncle, et cetera, you know, no one's been a great role model. No one has been that great influence. But there's got to be one, and where there's one, where are they hanging? I'm sure they hang around other people that are great influences. Okay, a lot of great again, or a lot of great places to go. And I know some people argue this. We can argue this on a different day. You know, a different day. But finding a good reputable church home. Yes. Because there are a lot of, just as you can say there's some bad influences, there are some really good influences in there. And that's what the church is supposed to be. And that's a topic for another day. We will talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, churches and what churches are supposed to be and what what they're supposed to be doing. But if you find yourself a good family church, sometimes people have found their father figures in the church. You can, Leo always talks about, like a mentor. Yes. You know, someone who can pour into you and teach you how to be as such. You don't have, like... And I I found this out When you want to do right Opportunities come your way So that you can do it But you first have to make up in your mind That I want to do right I want a change Not make excuses on why you can't change
1: Like that? Yeah I like that And also think about this If you didn't have that What were things that you were desiring Out of a parent That you didn't have growing up Um, Here for me being a first time father I actually went online I started doing some research I came across this Uh this guy, uh, his, his YouTube is Dad University, and he was given um, a lot of, he has a lot of different topics on uh, being a father, um, what to expect during delivery, how to be there for your wife as she's pregnant, <clears throat> excuse me, and also how to discipline your kids. So there's there a lot of things that I learned from him that also I came across another gentleman. So the, the Dad University, it's a, it's a older white man, and then I came across some I think he's Hispanic or Italian, a younger guy on his YouTube channel. And he was explaining fatherhood, the struggles, um, what he's learned so far. So I took some of that in. Right. And then also surrounding yourself, like how Jesse said, around other people, because here you become who you surround yourself around. We all know that we all know that. Right. So sometimes we got to get out of our comfort zone to get that knowledge. But if we don't seek it, we're not going to know if we don't do the research, we're not going to know.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, here's another excuse. Okay. My spouse, I would be, you know, our family would be a lot better if my spouse would act right. My family would be a lot better if my spouse would act right. <clears throat> OK, so your spouse isn't doing the things they need to do. Are you? There you go. Where does it start? It starts with you. Mm-hmm. Look yourself in the mirror. And men, I'm going to start with you by saying this. I'm going to step on a lot of people's toes. You don't want to hear it. I get it. You know what am my saying? You've probably heard me say it before. If not, you're going to hear it many more times. Being a man is the is the hardest job in the world. It starts with you and your household. It starts with you. You want to know why your wife, if, if that's the case, is not doing what she needs to do or not being the woman you think, it starts with you. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. We talked about this the other day. If you are going to be in a marriage for a long time, at some point, your spouse, your wife at this point, needs to grow with you, which means there there needs to be growth as you, as you both mature in this marriage. But it starts with, it starts with the man. Like you have to set the example. You have to be that firm foundation. You have to be the leader, the spiritual leader and the physical leader of the household. You set the tone. But if you're not doing that, if you're not being the guardian at the gate, if you're not leading by, the, by an example, what do you expect from her?
1: Exactly. And I'm going to go into, um, getting out of debt. Like my wife and I, we were working on that, right? So here we are working on it. But then I'm I'm charging the credit cards. And she was like, "Wait, hold up. I thought we were supposed to do this as a team." Mm. But yeah, you're doing the opposite of what you said we should be doing. Right? So I was failing as a leader. Here I'm telling her, "Hey, we need to get cut this off, we need to pay this off." But yeah, I'm charging more. Yeah. Right? It starts with me. Now do you think she's like oh, okay, yeah, let's continue? No, she's like, man, this dude—he's telling me we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Yeah, he's doing the opposite, but he expects me to do all the work. Yet he's not doing it.
0: Do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We and and we can be, you know, hypocrites in that manner. We, you know, we need to hold ourselves accountable. Hold yourself accountable. You know, we talked about prayer. We understand where prayer comes in and praying for your family, etc. Obviously, you want to pray for your families, but you have to start leading by example, moms. Lead by example. Wives lead by examples. You have kids in the household, you know, again, that you're raising fathers. You have kids in the household that you're raising. You guys have to lead by example. And I'm going to say another thing. Kids don't need to know all about your marriage. Get kids out your
1: marriage. Yes. They don't need to know every single argument, disagreement you have. Your kids
0: are your kids. So as far as they know, you're the parents, but they don't need to know every argument. Every time you got, you you were about to get separated. Every time the other spouse cheated or every time smart, they don't need to know all that. That's not their business. That is your marriage. It ain't theirs. Okay, so if you want your kids to be able to follow you, you have to be a example. Well, you're not perfect, but they don't need to know all the times you had an imperfected marriage. Marriage is work, so if you want to have a solid family, we understand you have to pray consistently. Build a prayer time and you know with your family. Try to get together. I can be guilty of it sometimes. It's like, hey, we're gonna pray, and then all of a sudden we miss it, and guess what? But I have to be consistent with my family.
1: How my marriage out? Going back to number one, faith. Once I started building my relationship with the Lord, that's when I started seeing the things that I was lacking, the things that I was failing at as a husband. You know, it's not easy to look at yourself and be like, oh man, I dropped the ball here, I dropped the ball there, because we all think we're doing well. But it's okay to look at yourself and be like, okay, I messed up. I did this wrong. And then I, I need to be that leader. What do I need to do to change? And also be careful who you surround yourself around with. If you're surrounding yourself around a few single guys, a few single girlfriends, they're going to give you the wrong message. You're trying to work on your marriage and they're trying to have you go out.
0: And Let me make sure I clarify, because I've, I've heard, you know, I've made that statement before and sometimes people don't get it. Sometimes you have to, you know, I don't want to use the word dumb it down, but you have to make it plain and simple. Doesn't mean you can't have single friends. Doesn't mean you can't hang with somebody single. What we're saying is you shouldn't have a lifestyle with somebody single because at the end of the day, their lifestyle is going to be different. I know people that are single. I've visited them, we've gone out, but I can't make it habitual because I do understand if I want to have a strong marriage, I need to surround myself with people who are trying to build strong marriages. People who have had marriage. Leo has a habit of asking people, we'll be out and about. And if we get into conversation with somebody, and it's an older couple, and they've been married, he'll ask them, how long have you been married? And they'll sometimes say, oh, 40 years, whatever. And one of the things he asks them all the time is, hey, how did you achieve a marriage for that long? Like, how have you guys been successful? He yes. always does that.
1: I do, and I get some great pointers. Because here, they, they already gone through trials that I haven't. And hopefully we don't for the reason that I asked those things. Right, so it's very important that you do ask. Because here, for example, right, let's say you have someone that wants to live a better life as a, with with a diet, or they want to work out. Are you going to go see someone who you're going to ask the the overweight person, or are you going to ask the person that's fit? I'm pretty sure you're going to go ask that person that's fit. Like, hey man, what are you doing? What are you eating? What are you working out? What's your routine like? Same concept. With marriages, if you, if, and I challenge you all who, who are listening right now, if you do see an older couple, ask them how long they've been married. And, and, I, and I tell you this, they'll be more than happy to explain or to tell you how long they've been married, how they met, um, and what's worked for them, right? Or what trials they've gone through. Um, there's actually this book that my wife and I read, and it's, uh, everyone that's in this book, it's, uh, they've been married over 25 years. And they each give their pointers. And a lot of it comes to, you know, obviously respect each other. Most importantly is communication, right? And we hear that all the time, communication, communication. But it's really sitting down and and having these discussions on what issues you may be having in your marriage or as a family, right? And not be quick to get angry, not be quick to jump on each other, but really try to find the solution, find the, the issue and how do we tackle that together as a team? I think a lot of the times we do is we just want to point the finger at each other, right? Let me point the finger at my wife. Well, you're not doing this. And then she's going to come back. Well, you're not doing this. And now we're just bickering back and forth instead of putting the issue on the table. And how do we both solve this together as a team? Not as us against each other. Right. Um, As I think about that, man, I, like I've asked a lot of folks, what their secret is Or what advice can they give me
0: So okay so when you ask people that
1: mm-hmm.
0: What would you say is the most Common answer like all the time Usually if you ask somebody of course you get different things But What's the most common answer you hear for long term marriages
1: um, Long term marriages would be These would be the ones here I'm going to list them I just said one of them was communication yeah. Communicating um, That's going to be a solid one Also Making sure to laugh with each other Laughter, hmm. they say laughter, laugh. Um, they say, don't forget to do date nights, hmm. right? Because a lot of times we just get complacent and we might take our wife or husband for granted. So still doing those date nights because what happens is life happens and then all your conversations become about the kids, the bills, what bills do this week. Yeah. And that's your conversation, right? So there's no connection that you continue to connect. But when you you go on date nights, it's like you kinda of rekindle like what you used to do. Yeah. You know, that's when you true. first started dating, yeah. right? You started first started dating. You can kind of, you know you couldn't wait to dress up, you know, take your girl out. Um
0: Well, life takes its toll after a while, okay. and it's like you have to get back to those basic things. So we understand all right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna keep it moving here for time's sake, but we do understand that so with family, again, let's cover that real quick. You understand prayer life. Build a prayer life with your family. Do these things together and then cover your family too. Have a great relationship with your spouse. Understand, like Leo said, communicate. You have to sit down and cover these things, whether it's finances, whether it's family situations. Have a conversation. You can't move right and they move left. Three, men lead by example. Lead by example. Don't ask your spouse to do or your family to follow you, um, and you're not following the steps or the or the examples that you're trying to set.
1: And, and hold on, as you say that, lead. It's not going to change over day, one no. day, two days, three days, right? You got to continue. You got to continue leading. Don't expect results right that day when you're starting to lead. She might back a little bit, like, oh, okay, yeah, I've heard this before. Right.
0: Lead. And then, and then, for now, this is something we'll talk about at a later date for a different episode. But, men, husbands, give them something to follow. Give them something to follow. You want your spouse to follow you, you want your kids to look at you as an example, give them something to follow. Okay? You don't just get that title. So give them something to follow. But we understand you have to have a solid foundation uh, for your family in order to have a relationship with your family, communicating, et cetera. So we want to make sure you build a solid family. So, again, faith, we did that. Family, obviously, we talked about how to have a good family relationship, communicating, et cetera. The next one is going to be health, right? So we understand one of the four keys is health. So how do I continue to be healthy? Now, that's some things are simple, okay? First, Leo talks about a gym membership, right? If you have it and you're not using it, cancel it. If you have any and you are using it, you can keep using it unless it don't fit within the budget. If it don't fit within the budget, there are some things you can do at home to work out. I know it's fashionable to go out to a health club. I'm not saying don't. If that's the only thing that's going to motivate you and you're being successful at it, great. But on the other hand, you know, if you, you have to be a determining factor in your household. But as far as health, working out, we understand that. Getting out, exercising, being consistent, we get that. What are some healthy foods you can eat, right? You have to be in control of your health. But a lot of times, what is your excuse for not being healthy? We talked about that, right? What it's going to be the excuses? So what are some excuses we hear about not being healthy? I know one.
1: Healthy food's more expensive.
0: There you go. That's really good. I can't shop at the health food store because it's too expensive. Okay, what's well, what? Well, at some point, your medication in life later on that you have to take because you haven't eaten healthy is going to be expensive too. Ooh. Mm. Mm. So at some point, you got to have to spend the money when the doctors tell you, hey, now, because you haven't eaten healthy all your life, you got to be on meds, high blood pressure, medicine, you know, diabetes, whatever it is, right? High like, whatever it is, high cholesterol, you know, now you have to take medications with all these side effects.
1: Mm, yeah, a <laughs> lot of side effects. You know, <laughs> you ever hear them? There, It sounds like, like Twister's rapping, you know, <laughs> or someone's rapping. You know, you're making
0: me drop stuff. It's so funny. I, I can't help. We, we watch the commercials, and they're like, take Cialis. You know, it's going to solve your problem. Side effects would be. And they start giving all these 15-minute <laughs> yeah. side effects. And then
1: sometimes you hear like suicidal thoughts. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just want an eye drop. Like, suicidal thoughts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, th- but you get the drift, right? Like you'll be on medication and stuff like that. So that becomes expensive. So you have to decide, do I want to pay for it now or later? Pay for it now or later. What's another excuse about, you know, why you can't be healthy? Is it the job, the atmosphere you're in? I know I work in the atmosphere, but sometimes we don't always eat healthy. And so excuse sometimes can be, well, you know what? I'm always in a run. I never have time. I'm always in a rush. Convenience factor, right? Just Convenience. But you have to make the changes. Maybe everybody else around you. Oh, this is really good. Maybe everyone else around you will start eating healthy if you do.
1: Oh, I've seen Ooh. that happen before. I've seen that happen. You like that? I do.
0: I you do. like that? So I'm going to try it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to see if I can change the, the culture. No, but, I mean, again, somebody has the lead. Yes. Somebody has the lead. And Why we're not, not getting well, younger. You and, do know you get older every single day.
1: And why not let that person be you who's leading?
0: Ooh, starts with you. You know, we're getting older every day. As one person said, hey, every day we're getting closer to our death. Think about that. So you understand the Bible talks about having a healthy temple. Your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. So you understand you have to have a healthy body. A lot of times we blame God for our situations, not realizing consequences. You put the crap into your
1: body. For the last 30 plus years, (laughs) you've been putting that crap into your body.
0: Right. And then all of a sudden you're upset. You're like, oh. I don't understand why, you know, God allowed me to get, you know, whatever it is that's, I am mean, you know, whatever unhealthy issues I'm having with my body. Now I'm, I want to blame God. No, it's you. <laughs> you <laughs> yes. were smoking. You were drinking. You didn't get sleep at night. You weren't exercising. So there is no excuse. Okay, it's hereditary. So I'll give you an example. For me, I get migraines a lot. I get migraines very often. Um, from what I know, it's hereditary. I know my dad gets migraines often. My son now gets migraines. I've been getting migraines since I've been 16. I've been through the, to the doctor. I've been to, they've ran all kinds of tests from trying to run spinal taps. At one point, they thought I had an aneurysm. Uh, they tried to put me on special meds. They done CAT scans, all kinds of stuff. And I still get migraines. And you know, I have been trying a process of elimination. Now, I understand it's been hereditary, but I can't let that be my excuse. I have to be able to say, how do I get around? And yes, I'm, you
1: can't just accept it, right? Oh, know, it's accept. over. Yeah.
0: You know, and so I've gotten some pretty good, you know, some people, it's funny, everyone wants to give you an idea of what you can do when, you know, you're not well. But if you take those ideas and you try them, just like naming, having to dip into the lake seven times, yes. if you try them, you never know what you can cheese. One thing that I did here from a good friend of mine was, hey, maybe you grind your teeth at night. Why don't you buy a mouth guy. Do you know who told me that, Leo?
1: That sounds very familiar.
0: <laughs> I think you know the guy, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that was one thing. So again, uh, it can be something that can be hereditary, but sometimes it can be lack of water. It can be, you know, what you're putting in your system as far as not enough vegetables, whatever the case would be, but you have to start being more healthier with your choices. Um, especially as we get older, find a workout time. So let's get together and say, okay, you know what this, I'm going to work out three times a week. I'm going to get out running. I'm going to work out whatever. And that's another way to build a relationship with your spouse, too. Maybe you guys can do it together if you have time. Yeah.
1: You know, permissive. You you can even start just by going for walks around the neighborhood with your spouse. Communications can be at that point in time. Now you can connect. Now you can can
0: connect. And now you're knocking out family and health at the same time. Come on. Give me one other excuse. you have another excuse, Leo, off the top of your head that people give you for health?
1: For health? Yeah. Let's see. What else we got? For health, we're going to have. So we cover that. Okay. That. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just trying to figure out, like, what, you know, why is it that I can't be healthy? We talked about money, so it's like, oh, it's it's too expensive. We talked about the time. Well, you know, I'm at work. I'm always on a run. It's not convenient. Um, we talked, oh, how about, <clears throat> I got another one. Mm-hmm. Come on. For health real quick here. How about, well, it's hard to be healthy. It's hard to be healthy when my wife or husband, whoever does Maybe most is, of the cooking yeah. at home, is not cooking the stuff I need to eat. Then why don't you cook? <laughs>
1: no.
0: Why don't you get in there and say, I'll tell you what, I'll change the menu. How many times mm-hmm. I know my wife does this all the time. Hey, what do you want to eat? And what am I like for dinner? Now it's funny. When we go out to eat, I'm like, what do you want to eat? And she doesn't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Everything I say, she doesn't know. But when she asks me, what do I want to eat at home? I don't really know. A lot of times I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And she's stuck having to figure it out. But when we get together, we write a menu out before we go grocery shopping and we write out and we get a list. Of some healthy items because I realized I eat unhealthy when there's nothing but unhealthy stuff in the house. That's right.
1: And normally unhealthy food is quicker to make, right? You just <laughs> yeah. pop it in the oven or um, the microwave or, you know, yeah. the little air fryer.
0: So when
1: you when, when you have
0: healthy choices, it becomes easier to eat healthy. And the more you do it,
1: it just becomes the norm. It does. It becomes the norm. And then you wonder, like, man, you have energy. You're sleeping better all of a sudden. Just by changing your... Food intake.
0: Another tip real quick here. Fasting. Try mm-hmm. intermittent fasting or try fasting. That is a great health tip. It will help you lose weight. It'll help you to be able to balance out your system. It'll help your system to be able to detox. Also, you kind of get a better relationship with God. So
1: mm-hmm. just
0: throw that out there. Right. And real quick. So before we get into the last tip, Leo, fasting. You've done
1: fasting. You've done intermittent fasting, etc. Has that helped you? It has. It has. And. I didn't really do it to lose weight, but I've lost, I lost weight. So I had to like kind of change my intermittent fasting. Um, but I feel feel better, right? Like I said, sleep, energy, and obviously the first few times you try or you do it, it's, it's challenging. Everyone around you is all of a sudden going to want to buy you, you know, fast food when you're fasting. Yeah, of Uh, course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all of a sudden work, you know, buys, you know, pizza and who knows what else, you know, chicken and, um, those times you're fasting. So just keep that in mind. (laughs) Burger King commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. All of a sudden your, your sense of smell becomes uh, uh, like a dog. You know, you smell everything food, put that burger down. Yeah.
0: So these are some tips again. So faith, family health, we covered that, right? What are your excuses? There are none. It starts with you. We're going to the last one, which is going to be wealth. That's always a interesting topic. Now with wealth, I know for me, here's a black man, you know, a lot of times with wealth, we talk about poverty. We talk about poverty stricken, growing up in, in poverty stricken areas, you know, being dealt a bad hand, uh, coming over here and, you know, uh, uh, in slavery and, you know, you know, uh, things being taken from us, et cetera. We can go down the long line of, you know, black, uh, black people not being wealthy or not having the same opportunities, starting off behind. We understand that. I, I, that's nothing I'm not going to get into today, but those are some excuses that I hear often, which I totally understand, my parents didn't go to college. My parents' parents didn't go to college. How am I supposed to go to college? I can't afford it. By the way, Biden just waived about 10 grand, 10 to 20 grand. So, you yeah, know, good luck with that, guys. Just I'll throw the tip out there. But that might help you out, okay? So with that being said, if you already do have college debt, but if you don't and you're looking to get into college, you can still achieve it. So here's some tips about that With you, if you want to get into a good college. First of all, you got to go and finish school, okay?
1: Yes. <laughs> finish And get school. some good grades.
0: <laughs> get some good grades. But something we always go back to are you surrounding yourself with? Okay, so I understand you're in the neighborhood of people who don't, who may not be going to college, who may not have the interest, who may be getting pregnant early, and etc. Dropping out of school, but you have you be the difference in change. You know that should be your motivation. I'm not going to be like them. Let me get out of the rut.
1: Let me do what they're not doing. Let me do the opposite of what they're doing. Yeah, that's the main thing. Is doing the opposite. If that's you're, how you if stand you're in out that circumstance. Yeah,
0: you know. So I know that especially in the black community is is that in. And again, I'm, you know, kind of going through it for time's sake, but it's just, these are some things that we normally hear that there's an excuse on why I can't live the abundant life. I can't have wealth. Well, you know, wealth is going to be uh, two of the major major factors in the United States is ownership and the stock market. What do you own and what do you invest? How are your investments going?
1: How's your money working for you?
0: So another tip is if you don't think you can get it done and your excuses because your background of. Uh, um, uh, uh, being black or being a poverty stripping a stricken area or whatever your culture. YouTube has a lot of videos. There's a lot of people right now telling you how to get out of the rat race. Yes. How they did it. Good stewards of money. We talk about. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? Right. What are you learning again? Are you spending your time on this place on PlayStation and Xbox playing modern warfare, or are you putting your time into learning how to be a good steward of money and invest it wisely Because you can be the difference for your generation.
1: And that goes back to what I said. If you're looking to lose weight and you are going to the gym, are you going to go ask the person who is overweight how they're doing it? Or are you going to go ask the person who's fit? Right. Right. Same thing with your finances. There's so many people out there who, you know, as they say from the bottom, you know, and now they're doing well. What are they doing? What sacrifices did they make? And again, all this stuff, if you're not used to it, it's all out of your norm. It was out of my norm, you know, your norm too. And it's applying these things. Yeah. You have to apply it. If you don't apply it, that just goes underneath the water and under the bridge and it's done.
0: What you call getting uncomfortable. You ever it been is. uncomfortable in the bed and you're tossing and turning? That's how you got to get. Mm-hmm. You got to get uncomfortable. you, when you get it. too comfortable, you don't want to do anything else. So those are a few tips there. Leo, what about you? Like I know, especially from the Latino community or your culture, etc. cetera. Course, what are some so excuses?
1: Excuses is... um Oh, we're 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 Mexican. Um, they're not they're not gonna give us jobs, mm. right? Um, oh, it's easy for her because she's white. Mm. And, and again, which is not cool because it's like, I mean, how, how about if I said this? Oh, it's easy for you because you're black, right? Right, but it's like, and obviously we grew up with that, that mentality, that mentality. And right? what he's
0: saying, real quick, let me add this real quick. Before we get the people, which I understand that are like, yo, uh, you know, if they whether you know us or not. It's like, you don't understand my experience What we do. We're not saying some of these things don't play a factor. We, you know, we're not getting to that today, but we understand that there's an ec- economic, you know, a uh, uh, gap, wealth gap. We understand the lack of opportunities for some minorities. We understand some people have had a head start in this country. We understand the history. That's not what we're saying. We're not disregarding that, but we're saying at some point though, you have to take control of you and say, I can't let that be my excuse. How do I find a way to do it? I can't that it? be my reality. Yeah, I, like, I get it. I mean, you're talking to two guys if you hear our stories. We didn't grow up in a rich area and we didn't have it. And, you know, so, how you know, what's our mindset? Is our mindset we're just going to stay there and be another statistic? Or no. we got to find a way because there is a way, you know. And when you put it out there, when you speak it into existence, things start to happen for you. You have to find a way out. You have to be, how desperate are you? Because help is for the desperate. Mm-hmm. Do you want to really have an abundant life? Do you really want to be able to leave things for your kids and their kids? Or do you just want to sit there and have an excuse on why you can't be successful? Why you can't have a great faith with God, family. Why you can't have great health and have great wealth. You can't achieve these things. So that's what we're trying to say.
1: Yes, because here, if you already just give that excuse, well, I can't do it then you're right. Your mindset, you're right. There's a saying saying, if if you say you can and you say you can't, you're both right. Right? So it's that mindset. I'm going to make it happen. I can make it happen. That's I, powerful. I deserve it. And you do deserve it. But again, it's thinking out of the norm and surrounding yourself around people. Here, I ask when I meet people as well who are retired, I ask them for advice. What did you do? What sacrifices did you make? And, and here, don't feel like they're not going to want to tell you. Most people will tell you. Or I'll ask them, I'm like, here, if you can go back to when you were 37, mm-hmm. what advice would you give yourself right now? You ask Finances.
0: Me, yeah, are you being rhetorical? you ask, actually asking me. No, no. Oh, I, okay. I, I asked
1: <laughs> ask people who are retired, I asked them these questions. Yeah. Right? I had one guy tell me, he's like, save more money. He's like, Save more money. He's like, you're not going to get to retirement and be like, I saved too much money. Like, Darn it, I'm retired. I saved too much money. Right? He's like, just save more. Or what will I ever do? Yeah. I've saved too much yes, money. Yes. He's like, you're not going to get to a point where you're like, I saved too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, So those are, again, some key key like, things you can ask.
0: And again, notice he's asking people that are already in that position. They've done it. Right? They've they're, they're surpassed him in life right now from an age standpoint. And so they can tell him and he's been humble enough to Mm -hmm. listen. All we're trying to say is, look, I'm not saying we have all the answers. We're going to tell you a way. It may not always be the way. But what we are trying to say is we want to break right now. If you notice the topic of this podcast today is to break the old mindset of having excuses on why you cannot. I'm not saying don't mention them. Acknowledge it. Put the problem on the bulletin board and then figure out a way to overcome it. You have to be overcomers. If you don't, there's no way you're going to be able to achieve anything if you first don't realize that, hey, I can do, I can be, and I can overcome anything that I want to. But you have, look, we talk about writing it down. I call it bullets and board. Put the problem up there. What's the problem? Here, here, I'll
1: tell you this too. Some of the things that these old timers, retired people told me too, obviously living below your means, Mm. um, not overspending on clothes. So I asked them, well, where do you shop? Majority of them, yeah, goodwill. Stop, goodwill. Really? They got really? they're retired, they got the millionaires, they got money to buy whatever they want. But they said shopping at Goodwill. Mm. Think about that, right? Most of us are like, I ain't going to Goodwill, you crazy. I ain't getting you know, secondhand clothes. I don't know, Finny, Gucci Prada, yeah, 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 right? I gotta have the thousand dollar purse, check exactly, right? So, <laughs> check this out, right? So, the other day I was at work. <laughs> And someone's like, "Man, those are nice pants. <laughs> are those new?" I'm like, "You know, I had this. I was like, "Yeah, man, they uh, they, they Banana Republic. <laughs> is it public or Republic? Whatever. It is, I think right? it's Republic." Okay, Banana Republic, right? And I was like, "Yeah, man." Like four dollars and ninety nine cents. Goodwill.
0: Right, and it's not like you walk around a price tag saying this is how much it costs. But his, if you notice, when we were younger, a lot of it was how much money we spent on shoes. Like when we were younger in school. It used to be like, hey, how much are your shoes? Man, I spent two hundred dollars. Oh, that's been that's it. I spent three hundred. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, really? Why spend
1: $325? Right. I spent three twenty
0: five? I spent three twenty five, and that was glorified. fat. Yeah. Now it was like, you know, as you get older, you start realizing like, how much you spent for those? Man, I spent twenty five dollars. Oh man, that's too much. I spent ten.
1: Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell. you, you have got, got two pairs, man. you could have to got two pairs. Yeah, I know. I,
0: I'll leave you with this. I had a guy the other day. I just bumped out. Well, okay. I guess I'll tell you. I, I, I had a guy the other day asked me. He said, "I could tell you getting older." Um. And I uh, said, so why you say that? He said, because you just ended up buying, he said, you just downgraded and bought yourself a 2014 hybrid vehicle. You know, you're starting to find ways to conserve money instead of, you know, spending a lot of money.
1: Absolutely. And I started
0: laughing because it was so true, and I'm just as happy. So if you don't know, I just bought a 2014 Toyota Camry Hybrid. Now, obviously, hybrid gas is going up, folks, i we talked about on the last podcast. Which abundant was life. Abundant life. Hey, fuel efficient, right? But- if you, if I, you know, making this move at 22, oh, forget about it. 22. Who's going to drive a, a, how you crazy? A camera? Yeah. Ain't, you know, but you're right. As you get older, you understand you get closer to retirement and you want to be able to. Save you know, more money. Save more money. Be a good steward of your money. And you realize a car is a car. I always say this. A house. Now, just follow me on this. A house is nothing but a box with four walls. Some people have bigger boxes. Yeah. A car is nothing but a piece of metal.
1: On four wheels. To get you to point A to point B.
0: That's it. And guess what? Some people spend more for their piece of metal with four wheels. That's just it, what it happens. is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and over
1: time, it's like it doesn't even matter. It just becomes the norm. That's it. We The house we live in right now, right? So we, we did a little remodeling a couple years ago. And at first, like, you know, the first two days, I'm like, wow, it looks nice. Now I don't even think about it. I just walk by my kitchen, walk upstairs. It's not even a thought no more. No. Right? It's like. Because time heals
0: it. everything. I'll say time heals everything. Everything not the wildest becomes the norm. Now, again, we're not saying you can't go buy nothing nice next etc. If you've earned it and it fits within the budget, go do it. Whatever you, know, whatever you like. But what we are saying yes. is try to be.
1: So here, something he's saying, yeah. me now shopping at Goodwill, because I listen to these people who are retired, <laughs> <laughs> allows me to buy other things. Yes. Right. So now, OK, I'm frugal here, but it now allows me to Thank you. do something else within the budget.
0: Thank you. It doesn't mean you have to be frugal all across the board to the point. Now again, you can be. We encourage you to be. Yes. But on. yeah, we want you, you know, the Bible talks about too if you don't spend your money, somebody else will. So, there's always going to be a moderation. So, again, so that's wealth. We want to talk about wealth and what are some of your excuses on why you can't be wealthy here in America, right? You can be. You will. I don't you care how much follow. money you make. You it's about how much you're going to put out and spend. Be a better steward. I don't care about your background. We don't care about your culture. We don't care about your family. Never had anybody go to college or whatever. We don't care about your supervisor. The job is holding you down. We don't care about those things. We understand it. We acknowledge it. But then once you acknowledge it and you understand it, now you figure out how do I get around it.
1: And also know what's your why.
0: What's your why? That's huge. That is huge. Expound about it real real quickly. Let them know what's your why.
1: Yes. What is your why? Why are you doing this? Right. Why am I putting these hours in at work? It can't be just go home. (laughs) And pay the bills And get up in the morning And go right back to work That can't be your why Right Because then it's just That's not cool What is your why Why are you doing this Am I Putting this hours at work So I can pay off my debt So I can pay off my credit card So I can pay off my car So I can pay off my house What's my why Why am I doing this So I can pass down Generational wealth to my kids
0: And your why Empowers you Understand this Mm -hmm. If you have your why It empowers you So on those days You're like I don't feel like it Exactly Remember your why like, That's why I'm doing motivation. Yeah, that's right. If it's just a way of life, yeah, of course. Then if it's just a way of life, that's the guy that calls him calls in to work twice a week because it's a sunny day and he just wants to go outside and hang with the friends. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the money he don't have right now. Yeah, and just go spend. Nick complained about being broke and being three months behind the mortgage. No, you know your why, and that why empowers you, and see you have to understand how everything works. When you're empowered by your why, and you speak into existence and say, "I will." Guess what God does? He comes and gives the increase so that you can. Mm -hmm. So that you can. You can be an overachiever. Notice what I keep saying, overachiever. I want you to overachieve, not underachieve. You are are a world overcomer. So I'm going to leave you with this too, a quick tip. When you get up in the morning, if you're a prayer like I am, speak words of faith. Speak words of life. Say things over your family that are going to bring life. Say things like, I am a world overcomer. Say things like, I am rich and not poor. I am healthy and not sick, right? Say those things. I have a fantastic family. We will achieve, you know, speak over your kid's life if they're young. You know, I have a, a young goddaughter that I love a lot and I pray for, I don't miss a day. I pray for every day, the things that she will achieve in life, the things that she will overcoming life she doesn't even know i'm praying for she'll probably never know come on but god knows but i'm speaking those things into existence for her and men that are in the household you can do that for your family you can speak over your family and god will honor those things mothers pray for your families speak over your kids over your marriage your marriage your husbands speak it into existence you always see these movie stars say things like um Yeah, you know, I was on my last dollar, but I always knew I'd be successful as a movie star because they always say I spoke it into the air or into the universe and et cetera. Now, I believe it to be faith, but they're not lying. They're not lying like you when you say it and you speak it into existence, your words have power. That's why God can sit here and say and let there be light. And there was light. That's why he can say he spoke of Adam and Eve. And guess what? That they they became your words have power. And that's why we talk about, and and, and again, we won't get too deep into this, but people always say don't say negative things because those things have power. Yeah,
1: with your tongue, right? You can bless people or you can curse them.
0: Right. Like what do we, you know? So, again, we just got to cover those things. So, just to recap, faith, family, health, wealth. There are no excuses on why you can't unlock those four keys to abundant life. There's no excuse.
1: And, And we believe in you. Yes, we do. Jay and I both believe in you.
0: And we believe anything you put your hands to, you can achieve. And if you do those things and you follow some of these tips, you can have the abundant life. Of course, we always have to exit out in prayer. Uh, Leon, see if you want to exit us out in prayer mm-hmm. today. For anybody that may have any prayer requests, you can email us at allministries2 at gmail.com. But we do want to pray out today and ask God to bless you before we leave and end this podcast.
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for waking us up. We thank you for another beautiful day you've blessed our listeners with. Heavenly Father, we ask you to pour into them, pour into their mind. Let them know that you are here. Father, take, again, those blinders off. But I also ask you to lead them and guide them. Bring people into their lives that's going to guide them. Also to you, Father, to get closer to you, to help them in their life, help them to be a good father, a good wife, good son, a good daughter. Heavenly Father, again, we thank you for these days today, Father. We thank you for your protection. And we ask you to bless every listener that's listening right now. Bless them right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ with health, wisdom, discernment, and that peace that surpasses all understanding. So Heavenly Father, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lifers, we thank you too for listening. Yes. And please, you know, email us with any questions. We're here to help. God bless you
0: and continue as always continue to live the abundant life.